Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Oh, happy motherfucking Friday! Once a week, you open the pod and you almost missed your cue. I know. Damn it. I'm here. Happy Friday, everybody. And more importantly, happy Earth Day 2022. Scott, Kat, and on Fridays, sometimes Dave Blizzard joins us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me for that. It has been so weird over the last month. It has been a weird month. Last I heard, I'm going to Vegas, and then you're gone for a month. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, it was like the hangover part six. <laughs> I spent, I spent a month there. We lost Dave. He was in the desert. Someone had to go find him. And how's Vegas? Uh, it is good. It was good. Um, I had a really, really good time. I will say this. Uh, you've heard me say this to you many times. Silk Sonic, one of the best performances I've ever seen live. A hundred percent they have to take that show on tour. It was tremendous. Really? Yeah. Really, really good. I think Bruno Mars is like... A generational talent and put Anderson Pack with him. Unbelievable show. Like everything about it was super fun. Uh, I cannot wait to see it again. Did uh, Bruno Mars do his solo stuff or was it all Silk Sonic? Uh, no, they, they actually did a bit of each other's music as well. So Anderson oh. Pack has a few singles that you'd know. So they did, uh, they did a few songs where Bruno would jump on the drums and play for him, play for Anderson. And then Anderson Pack would play for a couple of Bruno's songs. Like they did uh, Treasure. Um, what else they did? They did, a few, they did quite a few Bruno songs as well because they've only got the one album, right? So there's got to be something more than just the you know eight or nine songs or however many are on the album. Huh. All right. That was really good. Really, really good. Any good restaurants? Uh, yeah, I did Gordon Ramsay's um, Hell's Kitchen and his Burger Bar was actually in the hotel I was staying at. Um, both great, both fantastic. So you you go in and the Hell's Kitchen is exactly as the layout is on the TV show. There's a blue kitchen and a red kitchen. And really, I think I anno- I annoyed my wife because every time we'd get up, I'd be like, and meanwhile in the blue kitchen, like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, like trying to be the narrator. And, there's, and I'm like, uh, that guy doesn't look like he's very excited to be here. And yeah, I'm trying to narrate the show as there's no show going on. Um, Did you have yeah, the that, goddamn that risotto? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you you burnt the risotto. You know, like screaming at them. They're like, sir, you ordered it. Uh, a Caesar salad. I felt like when I went there, uh, the one in the Paris, is that like the, that's the Hell's Kitchen, I think, right? In Paris? That's Gordon Ramsay's steak. So Gordon Ramsay's steak, that's where it was. So I felt like I couldn't go there and not have the beef Wellington. Like I was like, can I even not eat this? I have to. So I had to do that. But they go all out. Like they brought trays yeah. of th- like things like on tiers and you got to pick from like 12 different options. It was crazy. Yeah. Ours was a little more... Um, just fast paced restaurant because you could say it's a tourist place, right? So you go in and they just want to get people in and out as quick as possible. But um, the experience was still there. It's it's a fun place. The food was great. Um, so I can't complain about that at all. Uh, it was really, really cool. Um, good spot to check out. And, and you have to book way in advance, though. Like I think I booked um, a lunch for two a month and two weeks prior. And that was the only day we were available really? to get in. So, yeah, like it books up really, really mm-hmm. fast. But, what, yeah, great. Really good. What did lunch cost you? About 400 bucks? Yeah. What was the price tag now? Uh, I think so. We A split an app. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we split an app and then did uh, two lunch entrees and a and a dessert. And I think it came out to like 140, 150 bucks. That's reasonable, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is a little rich, but... I, you, you're there. You, you yeah. kind of money almost. <laughs> you don't. Money doesn't have the same value while you're in Vegas. No. 
It doesn't feel the same. It's weird because you spend more money. It certainly is an expensive trip. Don't go if you if you're pinching pennies every month. It's not not a good spot for you to be. But you're but, you know YOLO though you know. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, well, well, that's what I said. <laughs> it. It's only money. Just, uh, yeah, but you're right, though. You're in Vegas, and it's true. You kind of forget. And don't forget, you can drink. I say free, but I mean, you're at the casino. And you have to be playing games. But at least there's some perks to that. You do save some money, in a way, in other areas when you're there. So, yeah. Go ahead and get it. Get, get, <laughs> well, get the, re- the stuff. <laughs> the reason why they give you the free drinks is because you're pumping cash into of the course. machines. Yeah, for sure. And there's some places that won't give you anything if you're just doing slot machines. Oh. Like if you're actually playing table <gasps> games, Cheap then they'll, pricks, they'll really? hook you up. Yeah, there's, wow. there was a few spots where I was like, man, there is no servers at all around in the slots anywhere. Wow. Unless you're playing one of the high roller slots, which is crazy to me. Like, I don't know. I still value a dollar, so I can't go in and play like the $20, even $5 machines. Mm -hmm. I get like sick to my stomach if I lose $100. Like I would be devastated to end up in a place where some of those people go in and they have the card. So they just put the card in the machine and it's just loaded up. So the money doesn't even feel real when you do that because Mm -hmm. it's all just it's all digital. So when you go in and you play it, then all of a sudden, you know, somebody somebody says to us like, oh, yeah, are you down? Yeah, we're down. How much? 20. Oh, okay. And then you realize you mean $20 and you say, how about you? And they go 40. And I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. And they mean 40 grand. Yeah, they're yeah. not talking dollars. Did you get a chance to check out, though, on that note, because you're talking about all digital. The cool thing about old Vegas, and I don't know if you got the chance to go, is that they still were some of those machines still run on coins and they'll still do the coins for you. Yeah, I didn't get over there, uh, but that was on the list to try to go trip. check out. Book another trip. Gonna, Let's go. I'm going to have to. <laughs> so I have a step counter on my phone. And between the uh, Tuesday morning and Friday before we left, we'd walked over 70 kilometers. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, I still. It's deceiving, <laughs> right, Dave? Was it as deceiving oh, as yeah. they told you? Yeah. Yeah, it totally is because we, so we walked one way. We were staying at the Planet Hollywood, which is kind of right in the middle. And we walked down one end. So like the north end of the Las Vegas Boulevard, we get down to the very end and went, oh, OK, well, let's walk back. And then because it's it's so in like so much sight, there's so much to see. There's It's just sensory overload. So we're like, ah, oh, let's walk a little bit further down and see. And then we ended up walking the entire way up south down the south way as well so we did the whole strip in one day and i still have like a toonie size blister on my heel as a souvenir (laughs) it was insane the amount of walking we did i think that day we did like 33 kilometers of walking did you just not want to spend the 14 dollars on the monorail they do have the they do have the monorail and they have another one they've got two they got a tray uh something else too they've got two different things i have a wife that's powered by the sun Mm. so when it's nice out She's like, I just let's just walk and let's just see yeah. what's going on. Uh, and then you go into every shop and there's a oh, Balenciaga and oh, let's go into this shop. There's a Tom Ford and hey, let's go into Louis Vuitton. And I find a purse there. She's like, oh, I really like this purse. And again, we ask the price. How much is this? 40. I'm like, 40 bucks for a purse. That's a pretty good deal. No, no. $40,000. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. <laughs> no, it's so fun to look at that. I saw a T-shirt there once and it was $400 for a T-shirt. Come on. It, it looked like a T-shirt you could buy at Old Navy. Like, I'm not even kidding oh, you. Speaking- I don't get it. <laughs> Speaking of overpriced apparel, have you looked at the Drew collection of Maple Leaf stuff? Yeah, I I, I dig it, though. I like the hats. I do, too, but $300 for a hoodie is a little obnoxious. Give me a fucking break. I agree with you. I got, like, too many hoodies, too. Who else has too many hoodies? I just have a collection of them. Dave? I went to a a big rec concert on uh, Wednesday night, and there was a guy there wearing a Drew sweater. Really? And I was like, is that real? Is that a knockoff? Is I'm like, that this actually guy Justin? Not- 
yeah <laughs> he must have been incognito it was an older guy i'm like that that's really did somebody gift him that was that in a gift bag that he got because i i thought the same thing that those those hoodies are insanely expensive and don't even bother trying to get that maple leaf line like they're impossible to get and super expensive too uh well we're talking sports is it over for the raptors tomorrow I hope not. I hope not too, but I kind of think it's over tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, I I wonder if they peaked in the season and and this is more the reality of who the team is rather than just having an incredibly solid run. But uh, stranger things have happened, although I don't think any team has ever been down three nothing in an NBA playoff series and come back to win. Mm, Never happened. That's true. And Dave, though, here we go. Let's be optimistic. And you know much more about the team than I even do. But like I said the other day, this is a young team, right? So there's promise here. Oh, absolutely. Like if this if this ends after four games, honestly, it's disappointing. But Raptors fans have nothing to, you know, nothing to worry about when it comes to the future of the team. Like you don't look at this and go, ah, man, this is it. You got to blow the team up after that. Like Scotty Barnes is going to be, if not going to be, he's going to be considered for rookie of the year. He he's missing from the team right now. Um, and then uh, OG's not playing at full capacity. You got Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. Like they can't do everything all the time. Um, so this team is going to get better just by this experience. So no matter what happens on Saturday, this team's going to be good for the future. Optimism. We Love need that. it. Uh, okay. Let's get into some content here. We've got a woman in her forties and unnamed, and you're about to find out why just the other day she went for a walk. She went for a hike and she was in one of the state parks in America. Big place. She climbed a small mountain, which is awesome. Anytime you can have an accomplishment like that, it's great. But nature calls, and she had to pee. So she went into the outhouse that is set up at the top of the mountain. She did what so many people before her have done. You get a little butterfingers, phone dropped in the outhouse. Now, before I tell you the rest of this story, Dave, if you drop your phone in a public toilet... What's happening to the phone? You reaching in to get it or are you leaving it and just saying this belongs to the sea now? <laughs> yes, pretty much. I'm oh god, that's such a, a a nightmare situation for me. I I don't know what I would do because I've got a lot of things on my phone mm-hmm. that I stupidly haven't backed up yet or recently. And I I would be tempted to reach in to grab it, but that being said, I also look at what's in there and go, eh, maybe this is just better left to stay here as it's it's watery grave and I'll, I'll just go get another one. What if it didn't actually go down into the water? What if it like landed on a floater or something like that? It was just being held up above yeah, the water. Sometimes it's just like it's just waste under there. It probably landed like like just splosh right on there, right? It's just oh, poo. Like land flat. It's just poo. It's just poo. Does that change it, your mind? Okay. It, does it make it weird to say it's just poo, but it's not my poo? <laughs> <laughs> if you it landed I mean? in your own poo, you could look the other way, right? Uh, I, I maybe, yeah. Because I'm like, I mean, you know, I, I, it came out of my factory. I'm like, I, I know what went into it, you know. So I don't know. I don't know if it would be different if it was my own. It probably would be. But then again, I also don't use toilets that are already full, are which a- is exactly what an outhouse is. Are you against non-vegetarian poop as well? Is that what this is? About? <laughs> you know, there's it's not meat. Vegan. There could be meat content in that shit. I'm not touching it. <laughs> so the woman decided, I can't just abandon my phone. I got to get my phone. So she reached in and tried to grab it mm. and ended up falling head first mm. right oh. into the Johnny on the spot. Blech. 
Yeah, that, that's it. That's that's the nightmare multiplied by 10. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst moment of your life right well, there. W- once you're in there, though, you're already in. So you might as well fish around and try and find your phone. <laughs> so that's what she so did. You're, are you saying are you saying you're pot committed at that point? Yes, exactly. Well, you can picture this poor girl. We all know how an outhouse were outhouse works. It's just basically a hole with a toilet seat on it. So this woman reaching down in there far enough that she fell in. She would have looked like Winnie the Pooh first off, just trying to get to that phone. And then when she fell in, I don't know why, but I've just got it in my head that it made like a sound oh, when she fell in. I just feel like that's what happened. I'd like to think that's what happened. It made that noise. You know, I think outhouses are so dense in there that it wouldn't even splash. I think you're right. I think it's like falling into like jello sand or something like that. Oh, yeah. God. Imagine being <laughs> so imagine being down there, though, in that moment after she fell like I'm down here now. What? That's the worst, right? Yeah. You're like, this is probably how I die. At least she's got her phone. So did she was she able to call somebody? Yeah, actually, yeah. She called 911. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, it was right. smart. Smart. She's in there and she called 911. And, you know, our, our first responders are so, so good at what they do. They know how to respond to every situation. So the firefighters showed up and they were like, oh, God, we got a woman in a toilet here. All right, well, let's get her out. They fished her out with her phone. So that's great. She's out of there now. But the problem is she's been swimming literally in shit for about an hour now. Ugh. I didn't know that this, the firefighters were willing to do this, but apparently they will. They had emergency clothes that they could give her. They had a white tracksuit that they were going to give her. But again, when you're covered in poo, you don't want to put on a white tracksuit that's brand new. They would have gra- given her a hazmat suit. Like, well, what the uh, hell? Yeah, I, exactly. No, they turned on the hose and hosed her off so that she could put this fresh tracksuit <laughs> on. Did she not go flying? Aren't those hoses, like, incredibly powerful? Ah, uh, I believe they dialed back the power a little bit. <laughs> I hope so. I, I, I don't <laughs> think they, like, full-on blasted her like she was rioting or <laughs> That'd something. That'd be the worst day if she survived the shit outhouse, came to the surface, and died by hose. <laughs> flying into a tree. Shot her fucking <laughs> head right off. <laughs> You, you end up thinking, I may be partly lucky because I got my phone back. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're standing there getting sprayed by firefighters. Like, you're a driveway that's owned by an Italian no-no. And he's standing there in his slippers just spraying it down every day. Now you're getting sprayed by firefighters. And yeah, that hose can probably get pretty powerful. I'm imagining they pulled back a little bit on her, though. Okay, so now you've got this poor woman. She's embarrassed as shit. She has just had a poo bath. And her phone is gross. <laughs> And the firefighters are all standing there waiting for her to change into the white tracksuit after they hosed her off like a goddamn dog on a muddy day. And 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 now what, do we, what does she do? What's her move? Is she going to go home and have the world's longest shower? Does she carry on with her day? Is she going right to the, I don't know, T-Mobile store and get herself a new phone? What happens after you've just had your poo bath and the firefighters had to hose you off? Could you ever feel clean again? I don't think so. Honestly. No, no. I would make a bath, a big, hot, bubbly bath. No, and, and I'd ugh, live there. That's a soup. No. What are you doing? What do you mean, live after in the bath? Ho- after <laughs> I was hosed down, I would just live in a bathtub. This is where I no. live now. This is Dave. This is me. Okay, you, I live in a bathtub. People will bring me food to the bathtub. This is where I live now. But what I just feel, I feel like the poop is now like in your epidermis, and now you're getting into a stew, and you're just letting it letting it simmer. Poo stew. I think it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Campbell's beef poo. Like, what would you do then, Dave? What would you do? I. What if I would added hire. some? What if I added some vinegar to the tub? Would that- no. <laughs> 
Now you're I a very hire, acidic poo stew. Yeah. I would hire firefighters to hose me down for the rest of my living day. Every single like, day I, you wake up? Yeah. I'd have no choice. I'm like, hey, guys, can you peel that top layer of skin off of me now? Like, get the hose on and turn it up all the way. I really don't think I would ever feel clean again. I, well, I don't know. You likely uh, have experienced the smell of a skunk. And you know that once yeah. that smell enters your nose, it's very hard to get rid of. Mm. There could be no scent of it that anybody else can smell, but you'll still smell skunk. I wonder if it's like that after you've bathed in an outhouse. I wonder if after you've spent all that time slodging around, if that poo smell, you're always just going to smell it, even if others don't. Because I feel like it would be stuck in your head. You'll never forget it. You'd never use an outhouse again, too. Like, think about it. Like, you could be at a festival and have to piss so bad you'll pee your pants over going into one of those outhouses ever again. You know, I'm actually surprised with the level of acceptance and tolerance that goes on at many of these EDM-type festivals. Mm -hmm. That they haven't evolved to that. Everybody knows the outhouses are shitty. Why don't you just piss yourself right there in the field and <laughs> embrace it. it? Like, own it. I, I've seen it. The well, last time we were at a festival, I don't even know which one it was. was one it Veld? The, I don't know if it was Veld. It could have been Veld. My brother was there um, and my husband, and they came across a guy that had pissed himself, and he, he was so out of it, he didn't even notice. And they're like, dude, did you spill something? Or he's like, Oh, no, I pissed my pants. <laughs> and so they told him to lay down in the grass until it dried. So the, oh. the guy actually just laid down in the grass in the middle of a festival. All you hear in the back is like, do, 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 do. And this guy's like laying on the ground like, is it dry yet? <laughs> yeah, time to flip him over and Maniacs. get dry out the other side. Like, this is oh, so weird. Maniac. And that's a funny thing because it wasn't Veld at like Downsview Park. Oh, it was in the middle of nowhere. It was yeah. the worst. Like, I, I going to it was terrible. It was it, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> uh, let's see here. It's Earth Day. We mentioned that right off the top. Happy Earth Day, planet Earth. Happy Earth Day to you. <laughs> Buy solar panels today. Don't throw those plastic bottles away. Recycle them. Buy an electric car tomorrow. Or we'll all be dead in 12 years. On a scale of 1 to 10, how green are you, would you say, as far as your daily ability to contribute to a greener, more sustainable world? 10 is the best, right? 10 would be the okay. best. Okay. Um, yeah, I wish I could say higher. I wish I could tell you higher, but I'm probably at like a, I'm going to say a, a 6. A 6? Does that seem too high? Well, you're killing us all. Maybe you could dial that up to a 7 or an 8. Oh, I know. I'm telling you, like, I'm just being honest. There are certain uh, things that I wish I would, I could change, but I have like a reusable water bottle. I always use that. I try my best not to use, you know, the plastic bags and I try to watch my water consumption and uh, teach my children, which is the future, how to properly preserve things and treat the environment. So there's that. I've got things to offer, but probably honestly, like a six, six and a half. I thought you were going to quote Whitney Houston. <laughs> I believe that children are the future. <laughs> well, let them lead the way. Uh, Dave, what are you? You're vegan, feel... so you instantly get instant oh, points. Oh, you do get a bonus point for that. Like one point. Oh, do you? For okay. sure, one point. Well, you're not eating nearly oh. as much meat. It's good, better for the environment, isn't it? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> Kills a lot I mean, of plants, though. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that lettuce plant, looks me. Plant killer. <laughs> That lettuce looks me dead in the eye every time I go to eat a salad and it's like, you bastard, what have you done? Um, I think I try to do the small things as much as I, I possibly can. But I also agree with Kat. It's probably more I could do. Um, 
I'd give myself a grade of probably around seven, seven and a half. Okay. See, and I'm thinking I'm like a, a solid seven myself. The reason I ask is, yes, it is Earth Day today. And the problem with Earth Day is it's on a global scale. And we're all being asked to, to reevaluate our lives and what more we can do. The problem is it's a big world and we don't exactly know what we can do. How is me riding a bike to the store versus driving to the store going to change climate change and prevent the, the Arctic shelf from melting? People wonder stuff like that. And it almost feels a little helpless, almost a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, fuck it. I can't change anything. Well, you can. There are five things that we can all do immediately that will have an impact. Are you interested in hearing this? All right, yeah, I'll do it absolutely. anyway. No. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> he wasn't talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kat's figured it all out. It's perfect. Yeah, I, got, I do need to hear this and I will write it down. Number one, and I'm guilty of it. I think you might be guilty of it, Kat. We don't know about Dave yet, but they say you must turn the faucet off when you're brushing your teeth, washing your face, or shaving. It saves an incredible amount of water. They say the bathroom is the room in your house that uses more water than any other, more than the kitchen and more than the laundry room. Hmm. I do it. Think about it. You pick up your toothbrush. You grab the toothpaste. You put the toothpaste on the brush. You run it under the water. You start brushing away. Not everybody turns the water off while they're brushing. They just Mm -hmm. leave it on because inevitably you'll have to rinse the toothbrush. And that's a big money waste. Water waster, which is also a money, money waster. waster too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Dave. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting because I, I think of the habit. Like if I turn water off and brush my teeth, that sounds weird. Does that not sound weird to you? <laughs> so you do it because it doesn't sound right to you? Like are, does yeah. the sound of you brushing your teeth weird you out? I'm more green, but it doesn't sound right. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird thing to say. <laughs> Do you not like anytime you do something that's slightly different or change a habit, sometimes it's hard to get out of it because of your, your, you're so used to the familiarity of it. The fact that I've always had water running when brushing my teeth, even if it's just a little bit is part of it in my head mentally. But if I turn it off, it's like, am I doing something weird? It's like, I don't walk out of the room while I'm brushing my teeth. I've been, I've been taught and trained and, and you do it at the sink and the water's running. So when you, when you spit your, your paste out that, you're you know you don't have to get a mop to fix it and clean it all up like it's already rolling down the sink and it's already rinsing itself like i don't know like i get it and yes absolutely 100 percent, i should be doing it better um but that's one of those things that i have a hard time mentally getting over i guess i guess cat i'm a six five with you now there you go you've well, been dropped score just went Congrats. down no but yeah. what you just said though actually triggered a memory because i distinctly remember when i was little like so many other little kids do They don't always want to brush their teeth before they go to bed or when they first get up in the morning. And I remember there were times when I would run the water hard just so my mom would know I was brushing my teeth. Maybe that's where that came from. I just didn't want to get in shit. Now I'm wasting water. Thanks, mom. It's mom. Blame mom. The truth is, though, as a mom, it's so funny because I was thinking myself. I wasn't even thinking about my kids until you brought that up. For me, I do shut off the tap. But for my kids, I leave it on, mainly because they need their independence and be able to do it by themselves. So I don't have to want to sit there and turn it on, turn it off for two kids. So during their time to brush their teeth, I usually do leave it on. Really? Well, and what we've learned here is that cats' kids are more important than the earth. <laughs> and I'm a 5.5 now also. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Rapidly going down the scale. <laughs> Rapidly. Uh, speaking of water, 
They say you can help reduce the number of plastic water bottles that end up in our oceans, rivers, and landfills by using reusable water mm-hmm. bottles. Mm-hmm. I've made that change. So I have a reusable water bottle, several of them. The problem is you can't use them everywhere. And sometimes I won't take one if I know I'm going to be in a situation where I can't. For example, uh, when I leave here today, if I were going to an event at Scotiabank Arena, I'd probably leave the water bottle here because I know that I can't take it in to Scotiabank Arena. And, and so there are times when I'll use a plastic water bottle, but I'll always try and go reusable. My question is, who the fuck is still throwing a plastic water bottle in a garbage as opposed to in a recycling? Yeah. Who's throwing one somewhere where it could end up in the ocean or in a river? What kind of an animal are you that you don't throw your trash in the proper place? I know public places are the worst for that because the issue there is if you're out in public and let's say you do have to, like you said, Scott, you're out in public. Um, all you have is a convenience store and you're thirsty. So you're going to get a water bottle like you have no other choice, basically, unless they happen to have a cup and a tap and you're OK with that. And nobody really is. So you buy the water bottle and you have it. And let's say you're at the park or something. All there is an option for is garbage. So you either hold on to it and depending what you're doing, it's not convenient to do it or you throw it out. That could be one culprit. Otherwise, yeah, people are assholes. So I'm sure a lot, a majority of it is people not caring. It amazes me how many people don't even recycle at all in their own home. They can get a bin or have a bin. Uh, let's say they live in an apartment building, especially. They just throw it all down the chute. Really? It is amazing to me how many people do that. I've been to people's houses and went to throw something in the garbage and seen pop cans in the garbage. Oh, I almost man. lost my mind. Like, I don't even know if I really want to be friends with you if you would do this. I this agree. just seems like a bullshit thing to do. I'm judgy on that. Me too. And can I throw one uh, one tiny little pet peeve in there too? Is if you are throwing out your recycling, rinse it. I don't know do why. You do that? So gr- yeah, I do. Yeah. Like your, really? your your like your margarine container, or you f- you have a can of soup or something. Rinse it before you put it in the bin. Okay, so easy- I don't know. I don't pick up the 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 recycling, so I really don't know why I'm bothered by it. But I am. I really am. I uh, I don't. I'll do the easy rinse. If I have a can of Campbell's soup, all right, well, you're supposed to add a can of water, and that's basic rinse, so that's fine. I don't worry about that. Peanut butter and stuff, that's probably the stuff that needs to be cleaned out the most. I'm not sticking my hand in the peanut butter jar. I'm just not going to do it. So I usually just throw it out as is. And I would assume that at the recycling facilities, they have like hoses or something that can clean those things out, a don't they? A lot of the time, they don't clean out. A lot of the time, they don't. Really? Yeah. And I want to see a recycling facility. I want to see how yeah, it works. Yeah. It, it, you know what? We, we, we've we said this before, but we really do have to get someone on. And I know every region is different. That's the other problem with recycling, because every region is different, depending on the amount of money they have, to be quite honest. Like, because you go somewhere who's super eco-friendly and forward and stuff. You go to like California, for example, way over there. And they've got shit that they do that they don't even do here. But even there, I can tell you that you have to you're supposed to be rinsing out your things and there's certain things that people put in the recycling that is not recycling including those Keurig cups and everything else and they're also non-compostable compostable here for example even though they say compostable right on it which is horse shit there's a lot of things wrong with it there's a lot of things wrong but the, the answers aren't really clear for a lot of people unless you go out of your way to search it we should have someone on to talk about it that's not a bad idea and we'll try and arrange that actually yeah uh third thing that you can do and these are instant things that you changes you can make in your life that will have an impact on our environment. They say look for leaks. A leaky toilet, for example, can waste 200 gallons a day. A day. So here's what they suggest. To detect a leak in your toilet, get some food coloring. Drop a couple drops in the tank of your toilet. If colored water starts to appear in the bowl, you got yourself a leak that you need to fix. 
Hmm. That's brilliant. I like that tip. I wish more tips like that would come out. Hey, here's a good tip for uh, trying to be more green because I would actually do that. And it seems fun. I can't remember the last time I stuck food coloring in the toilet. Like a science experiment now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Back in middle school. It's awesome. This one is a tough one for me because it's like Dave said earlier, we were talking about habits and you get into a habit and it's hard to break those. I am still not 100% there on remembering to bring reusable bags with me everywhere I go in case I happen to go to a grocery store. But they say you should always bring your reusable bags, skip the plastic bags as often as you can. Mm -hmm. That's good. If I wake up on a Saturday morning and say, I'm going to go out to the grocery store before it gets busy. I always bring my my green bins and I've got my reusable bags and I've got a freezer bag in case I buy ice cream or frozen peas and, and I've, I'm ready to go. The problem is I'm at work right now and my bins are at home. If I stop on the way home and pick something up for dinner, I don't have my reusable bags mm-hmm. and I don't know what it's going to take to get it through my head. Put the fucking things in the car when you're done with them. But it's really that simple. Yeah, if you could teach yourself to go back out to the car and put your bags back in the car after you empty them from groceries, you'll be a step ahead. But that is a really hard thing to remember to do after you've got in and you started putting your food away. And after you go grocery shopping, you stop. And once everything's in the fridge, you go, wow, I didn't really buy anything because I don't want anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst when you go and you you buy a bunch of stuff at the grocery store. And then you're like, I think I'm going to order a pizza. (laughs) Usually you're so tired and hungry, too. You're just like, give me some some easy. Yeah, you have no no interest in making what you just bought. Um, The one item that that I got that I'm super, super happy I did is it was foldable crates. Yeah. They're called, oh, like, those yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're like made by like clever made, I think is the name of them. And they just, they just, they collapse and they're flat and they don't take up any room. And then when you are going to pop it open at, at the grocery store, it's perfect. It's a little crate you carry out to the car. It's awesome. I've had so many people in line go, where did you get that? Yeah. And I feel like I work for clever made now. That's a conversation. Yeah. Thanks for plugging <laughs> thanks them for on our podcast. Deal. Asshole. <laughs> uh, just send him a bill. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say you're right. Stuff like that is a great conversation starter. If you're in line at the grocery store, people are going to ask you about that sort of stuff because people are interested. They want to be more green. Yeah. They do. That's how I pick up chicks. I bring my my, my crate everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that is so hot too, right? I, it is one of those things though. And you mentioned check out the fucking unit on that guy. Oh, he's got him, a foldable crate. Look at him unfold it and put it down. Mm. Oh my god, he's so organized. <laughs> he remembered it. He, rem- he remembered. Yeah, that's right. Bring it. <laughs> he would never forget my birthday. Yeah, it is. That is true though. That is probably a more organized person that does it. Do you ever feel guilty though when you're in line? Let's say you are at like a I don't know a Walmart. Or a, the whatever law blahs, and you're like, "Ooh, I do have reusable bags. I forgot them." And then the cashier asks you the question, right? Did you bring your own bags? Do you need bags? And you're like, "Yeah." Don't I'm you a, mind your I'm own a, business, nosy. I'm a piece of shit. Yes, I do. I need a few bags. I feel terrible. You should almost have to put the hat on. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, line up over here, piece of shit. We have a dunce cap for the grocery store now for when you didn't, didn't remember to bring your own bags. <laughs> Last tip, they say, and it's so simple. Walk or bike instead yeah. of driving. Yeah. It cuts CO2 emissions and it gets you much needed exercise. And when I read that, I thought, yeah, of course, walk or bike. But I don't even do that. You know, I think to myself, there's almost like a a dividing line, like a border, if you will. And I feel like unless it's right around the corner or any further than my mailbox, I just drive instinctively, even though I'm perfectly capable of walking three, four, five blocks to go to Starbucks or the gas station to get a bag of chips. 
I drive there, and it's so bad that I do that, but that's a habit I got to break. Do you ever just walk randomly like a long distance, Dave? Absolutely not. Yeah, um, you're the same way. Cat, <laughs> no like, fucking way. She's not walking yeah. anywhere. Unless there's Locked a stroller in front of her or a dog yeah. behind her. Walking She's not the, fucking walking. Walking a dog, I'm pulling a wagon or some shit, or I'm carrying children to a park, and that's it. Las Vegas, I was walking and I thought, you know, maybe this is going to kickstart me walking more every day. And then I got the giant blister and I went, I'm never walking again. So I really <laughs> felt all the waves Can <laughs> of just, my exercise. But future. I do like for a lot of people, it's not convenient. It isn't convenient. Like uh, I do have a couple of stores. I have I do have a convenience store, for example. I want to say it's about a kilometer away from my house. So a convenience store. Fine. And that to me. Yeah. Especially if the weather's good. But there's so many. There's so many ways for us to give excuses not to, right? Like, oh, it might rain. Like, no, there's zero fucking percent chance it's going to rain. But you're still like, oh, it might rain. Maybe I'll just drive. But I could. Absolutely. I could go to, if I just need something at the convenience store or something, I absolutely should. And with the nice weather, I, I'm going to say I probably would. But unfortunately, I have nothing else around me that close, close enough to walk. For me, even if I know I got to go to the grocery store specifically to buy I don't know, sour cream. I'll still drive just in case I buy something heavy or just in case I end up with too many bags. And that's not why I'm going there. I'm going there for one thing that could probably fit in the pocket of my coat. But I better drive just in case I randomly do a $200 grocery shop. You should do what a lot of seniors do. They got those carts on wheelies so that they can carry anything. I don't think my grandmother swears by her thing. Her car swears by it. That's the thing, right? It's an old person thing. But Scott, I think you could pull it off and people would find it sexy because you'll look organized. Like, look, I've got a cart or I'll look old. Like, (laughs) hey, there's a real young looking old guy. Look at that guy. I wonder what's wrong with him (laughs) or a super young looking old guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's take a little trip down memory lane before we talk about what the hell happened yesterday. It was not that long ago. I'm going to call this a magic moment in the history of Toronto media. Hey, um, I don't know who said that. You don't even know what I heard say that. You know what I mean? And I don't have no comment to that, you know, because it's negative and you're being negative. I even love it. So interesting that you come across like a man that was really a piece of shit. Hey, that comment. Oh, my God. I don't know fuck you. Is it nerve-wracking for you to do something like this or is it more nervous for you to box? How does it compare? I don't know. Um, it's more nerve-wracking for me to hear talking to a rap piece of shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> I remember that so, like it was yesterday. That was Mike Tyson chewing out Nathan Downer during an interview on CP24 several years ago because, well, I mean... Nathan Downer went there. He brought up some old allegations Mm -hmm. against Mike Tyson, and Mike didn't want to talk about it. I kind of feel like, and I don't want to speak at a turn here. Dave, maybe you've seen it too. I feel like Mike has a short fuse. Um, (laughs) This is the guy who bit off another human being's ear, Mm -hmm. and you're wondering if he has a short fuse. Um, This is also the guy who, in an interview, said he wanted to eat his opponent's children. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, maybe he does. Um, The Nathan Downer one is a funny one, because Nathan's a really good guy, Mm -hmm. um, and he's a very talented broadcaster and and a journalist, and and I think he got caught in in a weird spot trying to make a fun interview serious. Yeah. And it's like he tried to get like a hard hitting question in and you try to hard hit with Mike Tyson and he's going to hard hit you mm-hmm. back. And that was, it was epic because it was like, Oh my God, this is on like live daytime TV. And here's Mike Tyson cussing this guy out because he just wouldn't let it go. 
And, you know, that's not what he is there to talk about. You're a rad um, piece and, of shit. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people think you're a piece of crap, Mike Tyson. And what is he going to say back to that? <laughs> what do you think it was like behind the scenes at the CRTC office over that day? They were laughing their balls off. Guaranteed they were laughing like crazy. Shit. We're probably going to have to do something about this, oh, but God, God damn it, it's funny. Play it again. <laughs> Buzz the West Coast. Buzz the West Coast. <laughs> Mike Tyson was on. Actually, this was your story this morning, Kat. I'll let you tell everybody what happened with Mike Tyson on a jet blue. Why the fuck is Mike Tyson flying jet blue? It's probably what he got as part of his partnership. Like, I'm guessing that was part of the deal. So he's on this jet blue flight to Miami at the time, going to the cannabis conference, which is happening apparently all through the weekend as well. An entire conference about cannabis in Miami. So fine. I believe he's there for many reasons, including he's an endorser of some kind or he's going to speak or something. I don't fucking know. So anyway, he's on this flight and this is where the context of how it went down gets a little murky because we do have a video of it, but it's kind of the middle of it, if you will. We don't see this guy egging him on. But what happened apparently was there was a guy sitting behind Mike Tyson that was egging him on, potentially making comments. We don't know. But at one point, apparently it got to the point where the guy threw a water bottle Bad for the earth, by the way. At Mike Tyson. Why the fuck would you do that? So then Mike Tyson gets up, turns around, and starts clocking the guy in the oh face. Oh, my God. Like, he filled him. Over and over. Boom, boom, boom. There was some son of a bitch beside Mike Tyson trying to pull him back. Good luck. And that's all you see in the video, really, is Mike taking the shots. Uh, the camera's a little wobbly, and that's it. But So you're hearing from witnesses. The guy was definitely egging him on. The guy he hit is okay. He's got cuts to the face and stuff. But Naturally. He, he, I don't believe he had to be hospitalized. And then Mike carried on with his day. Like he landed at the airport, took photos, smiling with fans and stuff. He's like, like it was like nothing happened. So good. If Mike Tyson can't knock out the guy behind him on, on a jet blue flight, I think he's lost a step. And I'm sorry <laughs> to say that. Um, I, I did see a, a, a more extended video. Um, it might be the same one you saw, Cap, but that guy that was behind Tyson was being an obnoxious yeah. asshole. Yeah, he was hanging like, him on, right? He was up, like standing over him, like yeah. talking, like over top of his head, but just like would not stop. He seemed like he was either drunk or um, on something. I don't know what it is, and I, I, I don't know the guy, so it's hard to say that for sure. But man, he seemed like a like a punk. Like, And, and how long are you going to push Mike Tyson yeah. or anybody for that matter? Like if somebody was doing that to me, like eventually I'm going to get up and be like, you need to sit down. Or I'm going to smack you. Like if if it's not being dealt with by the the crews on the flight, and Mike Tyson's probably a take matters into his own hand kind of dude, so I'm not surprised that this happened. I'm I, I want to know more about this guy because even after the fact, like when he posed for the pictures, he's doing like a duck face. He doesn't seem too bothered by the situation. I think he wanted it. Like part of me actually yeah. thinks now yeah. he was egging him on for a reason. Maybe he was on something. It's totally possible. Maybe he was drunk. But either way, I think he wanted that. I think he wanted to be punched. Maybe he wanted to sue or maybe his intent was just to get his 15 seconds. It's hard to say, yeah. but I think that's the main reason for it. But nobody seems to be you know, up in arms about it in terms of, Charge Mike Tyson. This is not right because uh, all the reports lead to this guy. Well, was he was in his own words, Mike Tyson's own words, a piece of shit, this guy. So will he be well, charged? You, do you think? Do you think Mike should face charges or do you think they should just ban him from the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny you say that because I was thinking of the, the Will Smith situation at the same time. Um, the answer is never going to be you should you should smack someone. Um, mm -hmm. The answer is that you should never physically assault somebody. So, Yes. Um, do I think Mike Tyson w was partially justified in doing it? 
Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but at the same time, I don't think an airplane is a, is the place for for street justice. So, I I'm I do feel like I'm on the fence on this one, and I don't want to be. But he should be charged. Um, I, to what extent? Uh, probably not. He's not going to jail for this. Hmm. Okay. Um, and also, I, I was just personally surprised that he wasn't in first class. Like, <laughs> oh, I, there it is. <laughs> I had to. Come I know. On, I was going to say the cannabis. What? The cannabis conference. <laughs> they just write it themselves, don't <laughs> they? It's so good. Uh, last thing I want to mention here, because we're already up against the clock, but it's a thread on Reddit. And, geez, I don't know. This is going to be a tough one. But I feel like we're in the perfect setup here. Dave and I both have daughters. Dave's daughter is a teenager. My daughter is in her early 20s. I have two of them. But Just a little you can, younger you can than leave, Kat. You can leave me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so here's the story, and I'm going to read it to you, and then I'll read you what he posted on Reddit. But the Coles notes here. A father helped his daughter during her first period, and apparently his wife is not happy about it. The man was out to lunch with his 12-year-old girl when he noticed a spot of blood on her shorts. He knew what was going on. He covered her up with his jacket and helped her out. He took her to the store and bought her sanitary products and assured her everything was going to be okay. Then, okay, we've dealt with it. Cool. He texted his wife and told her what happened. And she lost it. So the guy is on the Am I an Asshole thread on Reddit. And here's what he writes. My wife completely came unglued at me and said, thanks for taking my place as a mother. I guess I'm not really needed. She soon walks in the door and says to our daughter, so I guess I don't have to explain anything because your father took it upon himself to play mummy today. Whoa. After Jesus. After taking his wife to uh, taking her aside, he expressed how dismayed he was with the way she was reacting and tried to explain that he'd only tried to be there for his daughter. She told me it wasn't my place to do that, and I likely made her feel extremely uncomfortable, her being the daughter. So I asked my wife, what was the better alternative? Just letting her walk around like that and freak out when she eventually had to use the restroom? My wife said, oh, so you were just embarrassed by the red spot. Oh, come oh on. my God. Oh, wow. Come on. No, wow. I didn't want her to feel embarrassed. The father is now wondering and second guessing his own actions and asking himself or asking the world to judge. Am I an asshole? Incredible. I think this dad is is a role model personally. I mean, I wasn't there when my daughter had her first period. My wife took care of that and and that was fine. But it should be the parent who's there, right? We're not going to put this off until you can be with mom. And it's not just a mom thing, is it? I'm really, no. this. there's other, obviously she's got problems. Like this woman has some issues. Like there's got to be some other issues. I don't know how you could berate someone who is doing that. I would, I would say thank you so much for that. Have a talk with her yourself. Like mm-hmm. absolutely. Like you can pull her aside after and be like, you know, Dad told me it's going on. You don't have to make it such a thing, too. Right when they walk through the door. Yeah. Like, you really know, confrontational. It's a really, it's a strange moment as a young woman when that happens to you. And you you already know in advance, likely, right? You learn about it, blah, blah. But then when it actually happens to you, it's nice to have that comfort. And sure, talking to someone like your mother or whoever the female is in your life is important. But that she wasn't there in that moment. 
Like, I don't, obviously there's other issues going on with that woman is all I can really think. Why would you get angry about that? It doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. Dave, is that something that a girl should only experience with her mother or is it okay if dad's there and dad jumps in and does what needs to be done? I think we need to normalize all of this, make this something that it's parents and child working through together. What the hell does it matter I, if mm-hmm. maybe mom's looking at this as a this is a moment that I've looked forward to is welcoming my daughter into maturity and all of that. And fine, I understand that. But like, what are you going to do? Stay like hang around her 24 hours a day, seven days a week for yeah. a few years until it happens like this. This is crazy to me that, that she's reacted this way. And I kind of feel bad for the dad because if he's never had that experience it may be scary for him too. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah. I'm not 100% sure how to handle of this. Course. So I remember this. Uh, you probably heard me say this a bunch of times, Scott. I always joked that um, if if I had a daughter, I was going to put her back in until she was done cooking because I have no idea what to do with a, with a girl. I need to have a son. Mm-hmm. I can't figure this out. Right. I was very worried. And, and things like this are one of the th- things that popped up in my head. Like, how would I ever know how to relate to a female a- in that capacity? But the millisecond my daughter was born, everything changed. Like it, it's like a light switch goes off and, and there's some sort of an instinct that comes out of you and you're now prepared and you're now willing to do anything and everything. For me as a father, I don't want there to ever be a time where my daughter feels she can't talk to me about something mm-hmm. ever about anything. I never want her to feel that there should be shame in her body, in her body changing, in any of that stuff. I would never in a million years want her to feel that way because of my insecurities or my immaturity or whatever it may be. And in this particular case, I kind of feel like the mom should probably turn to the dad and, and, and appreciate that he handled it as he did. You know, she's still going to be able to have that moment with the daughter. And I'm projecting that maybe maybe that's part of the reason why she felt the way she did. But I think in this case, you have an obligation as a parent to take care of your kid and help them mm-hmm. through any situations that may be difficult. What is dad going to do? Do the stereotypical, oh, hey, oh that's not my world. I, ooh, I'm not dealing with that. No, this is this is about being compassionate and about being there for your child no matter what. Well said. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Jamesies. I'm really, I'm disappointed that the mom reacted like that. I do yeah. think though that there's probably a conversation to be had. I mean, if I were the mom and I found out that this happened and maybe I would be disappointed that I missed that moment with my daughter, but I'd probably want the debriefing. Like maybe she does need to have a chat with her daughter she and say, still. Hey, uh, I'm sure dad took care of that and that's all well and good, but being a woman and now you are, let's have a little chat about going forward and how that works and what's actually happening in your body. She can still have all that part of it. It's just that she wasn't actually there the first time it started. Well, and that's the thing. And, and, and unless there's something missing from this story, from dad's angle, he did nothing. He did zero wrong. He did everything right. Now, if he had, like, got her into a public bathroom and tried to attempt to teach her how to use these products, that'd be a little strange. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case here. Mom still has every opportunity to teach her her daughter and keep take her side or see if she has questions. That's it, right? Do you have any questions? Are you good? Do you need anything? I just, it's something doesn't add up here to me for this, this woman. Like, Kat, I have a question for you as a, as a woman. Easy. Do you get your period more than (laughs) once in your life or is it just a one time thing and it's done and uh, that's it? Thank you. Can we clear this? Can we clear this misconception up? You do get it more than once, Dave. What? In fact, you can get, you can get it every single month. 
no. for like all of your adulthood life, basically. I don't understand how you girls do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I honestly that. don't get it. I have nothing but respect for it. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I still think, I mean, I think that for this particular situation, um, again, dad's, I don't know his situation, if he's ever dealt with anything like this before, but it sounds like he took the calm, cool, collected yeah. approach to it to try to minimize the embarrassment for his daughter, which I don't know. I find if I'm in that position, I'm doing the exact same thing, Good. honestly. Like, I don't, I don't know that mom feels like it's um, a moment that was taken away from her. It's not like dad planned it and said, hey, let's go for lunch because I think your period's coming in a couple yeah. hours. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't think that's how that happened. So how can you blame him yeah, for and, that? And what did, I would love to ask this woman, what would you have wanted? What mm-hmm. would you have wanted? Did you want him to like stop everything and call you to come to where they were out to that, uh, let's say that restaurant or whatever and deal with it yourself? Is Honey, that what you, we got a bleeder. Like, let, let me let, Hurry me, up. let my daughter sit here for a while and sit on this for a bit. And then you come on over and help her because no, like, thank goodness you have a man that is that is a man. That's a man. You know, uh, that's to crazy. me, to me, I, I to me, I want to completely eliminate man, woman and all of this and just say that's a parent. Yeah, that's a parent. That is that. Yeah, that is a absolutely. parent. And and as a, a parent, a parent that presumably would have a partner in this situation, I would be happy that my partner took that approach and said, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be happy that this person thought first about how my daughter feels and how she's going to get through this situation, because um, that's that's supposed to be your job. Number one, as a parent, you know, put your own insecurities aside and and take care of them. That's it. Well, you know, not lost on me in this is we are talking about how mom and dad reacted to the situation. We don't know about the little girl. So Kat, let me ask you when you first had your, when you had your first period, step into womanhood is what I like to go. <laughs> when you took that <laughs> jump into the deep end, when you flowered, <laughs> I'll stop. I'm grossed out. <laughs> uh, and you, you likely had a choice. Not everybody does, but mom's available dad's available you had an older sister that would have been available you had probably grandparents that you could have called probably an employer or friends who is the ideal an employer employer. (laughs) i was like 11 i definitely did not that that one caught me off guard imagine i called the kids that i was babysitting's mom like excuse me (laughs) (laughs) or a paper route i called the penny saver office like hey guys i got my period (laughs) you work at pizza hut and you're like i uh jeff uh, i need to talk to you about something I uh, what? <laughs> Let me clarify. I did. Uh, I have a friend whose daughter went through that, but she was at work okay. at the time, yeah, yeah. and all she had to go to was her supervisor. But yeah. apparently, the supervisor was quite sympathetic and understanding, and helped her out as much as she needed. Oh, that's great! And the age does vary, by the way. I mean, these days, like I say, these days because apparently it is getting younger and younger, which scares the shit out of me having two daughters. But anywhere between like ten all, all the way up to like it could be fifteen, sixteen. It depends. Everybody's very, very different. Okay. I had like Can I, I just sorry go ahead no, go ahead no I was just gonna say I had girlfriends that didn't get it until like grade nine hmm. yeah. yeah see I look at this and I and I think are we should we be happy that the dad didn't go oh my god I don't know and just start losing it and you know yeah, being like a, throw a garbage bag around you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what do I yeah. do with you I don't understand yeah like should, should we be glad at that like like hey that's a good guy or is that something that should be normal it should be that, normal I mean you're right yeah. about normal you make a great point about normalizing all of it absolutely this shouldn't even be a thing like I'm sh- that's why I'm shocked that this woman she's taking 10 steps backwards here I don't understand it should absolutely be normalized it is a human thing I understand some people 
get grossed out about it. I understand, particularly men. They get grossed out. They get icky. There are a lot of guys that are not like you two where you're just having a comfortable conversation right now. There's a well, lot of guys that... over. I like that. Well, there's guys that do not. <laughs> there are men that do not that would say, oh, it's not my problem. Ugh, fuck, I don't want to hear about it. Ugh, it makes me sick. It makes you sick. Try fucking having it every month. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's amazing to me. It's all perspective maybe, but... Yeah, and we need to absolutely normalize it. You hit the nail on the head. So if dad was the only one around, you would have been fine with that? 100%. Okay, good. I'm glad. And I'm glad Do you think that- your dad would have handled it well? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't know, actually. I'm not, I mean, yes, I think he'd handle it well, but he would definitely be like, any questions, ask your mother, but I'll help you out in any yeah, other way I need to, but yeah. don't be like, I'm not answering any questions. Well, we're There's probably s- a lot of dads who say, I'm just going to defer, which I'm, is fine, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. but yeah, defer. be prepared for that. <laughs> defer like it's a, a meeting you don't want to have. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to now give the floor to the lady from the kitchen. <laughs> Are you still in there, honey? Can you come in here, please? Some, but the waitress all, busy? Waitress, please yeah, oh help my me. God. In all fairness, though, there are some guys who really don't understand what's going on themselves and might yeah. not understand what to do or how to react in that situation. If you are the father of girls, you should probably... Have that conversation with somebody about how to prepare. I don't yes. know. Like, what am I supposed to uh, yeah. buy towels and boil water? I mean, <laughs> what, what the fuck do I do? Do I buy sage? Right. And I, don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a great point. Life is goddamn sage. And it's... it's- <laughs> Can you can you can you imagine being at like a mall when it all happens and and if your dad and you're all worried so you're just looking for any female you like you run up to like Bourbon Street Grill and you're like you're a woman can you help me through this and they're like I don't know what to tell you and sorry man yeah. do you want the bourbon chicken or not uh, it should be I mean it should be one of those conversations that you have you're absolutely right like and even if you're maybe you're not with um the the other parent of your child maybe you are the dad you're a single dad that's definitely something you should ask and you don't even necessarily i think have to ask the mom those questions you can ask the closest female in your life like what are the go-tos what are the like the i'll I'll have her call her mother that's fine you know and say hey you don't call your mom and ask questions if you want but what should i do if you're really feeling lost but everything that he said he did is fantastic that's great and on that, we will wish you a very happy weekend, everybody. Mm, you know there's uh, many people to apologize oh, to. Oh, I bet there's a list. Okay, go ahead. All right. Well, we got to apologize to degenerate gamblers, mm-hmm. um, anybody who has ever fallen into an outhouse. Also, um, a sidebar, apologize to anybody who's ever dropped their phone in a toilet. Um, we'd also like to apologize to the earth. Sorry to anybody who um, has a higher score of seven. Um, we'll try to do better when it comes to Earth Day. We also want to apologize to people who don't rinse the recyclables. We weren't judging you. We also want to apologize to people with foldable crates who don't want to get into conversations but do at the grocery store because they have a cool crate. You we normalized also- it. That's your own fault. It's, your, yeah, that's, it's not your fault. You're so sexy with your crate. That's right. Yeah. I would also like to apologize to old people who look young, young people who look old. We'd like to apologize to Mike Tyson, which is probably just a good policy overall. Yep. And finally, anybody who has ever had their period, we're sorry. <laughs> Checked a lot of boxes there. Guys, have a fantastic weekend. We will see you right back here on Monday for another episode of After 9. In Florida, a bride and wedding caterer have been arrested for allegedly lacing the lasagna at her wedding with cannabis. People were suspicious after watching the bride and groom feed each other the entire wedding cake. That definitely explains why the father-daughter dance was to a four-hour Grateful Dead bootleg. (laughs) announced that the streaming service CNN Plus is shutting down just 32 days after it launched. (laughs) That's right, CNN Plus is gone, which means in six months it'll be turned into Spirit Halloween Plus. 
The organizers of the Tony Awards have issued a warning to attendees that this year's ceremony has a, quote, strict no-violence policy, which is obviously a response to that time that guy shot Alexander Hamilton. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.